Hello and welcome to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast. Here we discuss homeschooling from the African perspective and the unique challenges that come with it. If you're considering homeschooling, we hope to inspire you as you take this bold step. If you're already a homeschooler, we're here to share encouragement for this wonderful journey we're on to educate our children in the best way we can. We are your hosts, Jifa Andam and Carissa Nettie-Marbel. Let's dive right into today's conversation. Previously on Homeschool Conversations Africa. Today's topic, which is something we should have probably discussed like ages ago because it's such a common topic when it comes to homeschooling. Um, I don't know if any of you is guessing it already, but if you guess socialization, then you guess right. We're excited to have a friend from Pretoria, South Africa with us today, uh, Clarinda Sishi. When you say, how are the children going to be socialized? Tell me what you mean by that, because people have so many ideas in their minds when they ask that and I find that sometimes it's well-meaning, right? It's well-meaning because they've they've coined a word that they throw out there. Basically, they're trying to say, how is your child going to turn out to be a normal human being? How are they not going to act and behave and think like someone from space, basically? Yeah. <laughs> that whole sentiment, Okay. So that, that's what they're asking. And it's a very interesting question. And I would love, uh, my husband and I used to sit and chat about where did this actual, where did it come from? Where did it enter in the minds of people that that is the primary concern often that they have? So um, thanks, Clarinda, for being all of that um, out for us very nicely. I, I hope that this encourages parents, but just to make it even more uh, practical, can you give us some tips on things that homeschooling parents kind of do to help, um, you know, ensure the socialization of their kids? I, that's a funny way to put it, but, you know, to make them more comfortable, <laughs> to make them sure that, they, you know, their kids are not going to grow up to be weird or anything like that. I think it's it's to understand that it, it needs to be on your radar, right? And so it needs to be something intentional. And I'd say just like with all the things we're doing with homeschooling, where you are um, matching up what your child, who your child is becoming with um, skilling them up, right? Building them up in different areas of, your li- of their lives, seeing them as social beings as part of the puzzle. So you want to make sure that they, there's enough opportunities for that particular child because our kids are so different and they need different things, is able to, that child is able to develop some really good skills. So it starts from young. I always say, please don't um, leave your children and not care about the world outside until they teenagers and you wake up one morning and you're like, oh my goodness, my mm-hmm. children have... Don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> um, you you need to be aware that our kids are not just um, robots. So every environment around you, take a look at first start with your home. Make sure your home is healthy. Make sure your home is a place where your kids can thrive in. 
Because if that's not in place, it doesn't matter how many play dates you organize, how many outings you have. If that home base is not healthy, it it doesn't matter. It all crumbles, right? Yes. So make sure that in the first place, the home base is a place that is nurturing, is fun. You are connecting with your kids because you're teaching them what it's like to actually be um, relational with the primary people in their lives. So start at home, right? And your kids have got siblings, hopefully. Um, if it's an only child, they may have family members, but you as a family, your your husband and your wife, if you are married, your children, you are the first introduction to building appropriate, healthy social um, behavior modeling that is going to be the most powerful impact in your children. Spend 80% of your energy there. <laughs> That's my first thing. Um, the second thing, then look at, look for, if if anything around your, your life is good, exposure. So you will keep it simple. If it's good, expose your children to it, right? Obviously, bearing in mind your time, your so you don't want to be running around going into different, um, you know, splitting in many, many directions. So if you find a group of people, some even if it's one friend and it's a good person, good child, good family, yeah. move a little bit closer, intentional, invite them to your home, invite them, send them um, things that you could do mutually together. So be an initiator of this thing. You're going to scout out good stuff and you're going to bring those good things to your child, right? But yeah. don't just stop there. Don't just stop there. When you are in these situations, whether it's a play date, an excursion, a field trip, visit to grandma's house, so-and-so's house, um, I don't know. When that thing is happening, right, you are looking to... Uh, Teach your children how to bring quality into those spaces. Quality, because we don't. We're not looking for how many, how many people we saw that day, or how many friends we have around us. We're looking for bringing quality in that. So that what does that actually mean? It means that you're teaching your child the basics, right? How does a child, even of a five-year-old, three-year-old, um, teenager, walk into any space and communicate? that they respect the people in that place and they value them. How do you show that practically, right? Yeah. It means you open up and you greet them, number one. Number two, you close up your mouth and you listen to people. You learn to listen to people, right? So you, you teach them what it means to be socially honoring of others, right? And the basics that it takes for you to build good relationships with people. What are those? You show them respect in the, in, in their company. You can be three and show respect. We don't go and jump on auntie's sofa when we visit her house. Yeah. And when you in Asia, we say, thank you so much, ma'am, for this food. It was really delicious. Right. Then you extend it further. Age appropriate. How do I then create a quality moment that my child can learn from, right? Is my child actually, did you listen to what auntie said? What did she say? What was that auntie's name again? Oh, I forgot. You know, next time when we're with people, we want to make a point to remember their names. Yeah. So what you do there is 
You've created the opportunity. Now you're mining the gold out of that opportunity. And bit by bit, you're teaching and it can go as shallow as we greet one day and then as deep as, hey, you know, do you remember what um, Auntie said about um, the way you make noodles? I don't know. So you're teaching your child to pay attention to what's happening to them in these social um, situations at the end because you're honing them as a as a um, a person who is able to engage well with people in an honoring way, in a way that leaves an impression on people and, the, and number two, leaves them knowing how to get to know other people, right? Yeah. And so after that, whether it's you go to a museum, whether you go to whatever, every social ser- setting has got its own um, almost unwritten expectations, right? Are you making that explicit to your children, right? Make it explicit, make it quality, and make it excellent. For me, it's like, can we make it excellent, right? Yes, we see all the other children running around here, but actually, where are we right now? Is this appropriate for where we are at? Because the high virtue that we are practicing there is we honor people, we honor spaces, and we show up for that purpose. We're not there because you see socialization. Here's the thing that um, people are taught in school. You're taught that when you arrive in the place, you need to know how to be the cool guy in the space, right? You don't really, you have to know how to how to um, put on all the airs and graces to pretend like You've got it together. So it's very external driven because at the end of the day, I don't want to be awkward. It's all about you and yourself. And and what I tell my kids, it's not about you, right? So what is the point of all of this that we try to teach you? We're teaching you that when you as a person, you show up in a place, there's character in you, right? There is an interest in other people and there is an, an opportunity for you to connect in a meaningful way to these different opportunities and experiences that we have. So if that frames your mind as a parent and you go to every situation with that very intentionally, I promise you, whether you only see one person, <laughs> you know, in a whole month, you could see 10 people and miss the opportunity to learn from that experience. And for me, that's what I major on. I major on quality. I want my kids to actually, mm-hmm. and child, you come home and you're like, oh, you know, I noticed that oh, I noticed something different here in my child. That's a talking point. That's an observation. And that's a learning curve. Can you see how your eyes are tuned to growing your child, not just for to be a, a, a pres, a, you know, like a presentation to society to say, oh, look at one of us, right? Yeah. It's not, you're not a presentation to society, actually. Right. You, you are a a blessing to society because you come with the values, the 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 
the character that reminds people of what it means to be an actually quality human being. That's what you, you're shaping in this whole thing called social, socialization. No, right. it is so true. And these things are so important and, and so necessary. Like I'm sitting here thinking you must come back just to talk about yeah. this. No, seriously, it's to talk about this part and just to, you know, help parents to do that, to do what you're saying, because it's, it's, uh, it's so, so important. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just had to say that. <laughs> Please go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, I think, for, you know, the reason I say this, because there's a lot of sacrifice in choosing to homeschool your kids, right? So having made the decision, can we go for, I mean, and we don't live in a perfect world. We're not perfect parents. That's not what we're looking for. But while you're doing this thing, can we do it all together? Like, can we, can we go full out right here? Can we, can we, can we, because you, you choose to homeschool because you're wanting something different, right? Um, we, 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 whatever it means for different families, that different looks different. But can we, can we go for the gold? Can we go for these things that become so lost and tossed along the wayside while we're rushing and trying to, to be the coolest, trying to be the most whatever? Can, can we reclaim these values that made people, um, wonderful people to be around? Um, you know, I, I, I love it when you meet people, right? And you are around them and, you actually walk away more affirmed as a person than anything else, yeah. right? And inside, um, most people around the world know of Nelson Mandela. We all know him. But most people who know Nelson Mandela say the same thing about him. When you're in his presence, you feel like the most important person in the room. Yeah. You do. And please, let's remember that he... He sat in prison for 27 years and, you know, isolated. So many things were going on. It was not being situated, that. <laughs> According to the world's definition, yes. <laughs> There's so much more to this thing called socialization than the surface things that people ask about. And so for me, it is about that. And parents are in the best position to actually raise well-socialized kids. Now, the challenge for the homeschooling mom or the homeschooling family is you have to get over yourself, right? You have to get over yourself because remember, there's certain perks to being in school. You're forced to drive that child there in front of and and arrive and drop them off, right? So if you are a very shy parent, you don't enjoy people, you can get away with that because you send you're sending your child off and you are relieved from, you know, you wash your hands like Pontius Pilate <laughs> and, you, and you cross your fingers and hope for the best, right? Um see here is an invitation for all of us, the whole family to grow in this, right? So because you have to be intentional, everybody's going to get out of their comfort zone. So the dad who would rather spend their whole weekend sitting in front of the TV watching soccer 
suddenly now needs to actually literally invite people to be in their home, right? What does that do? It enriches your whole family and all of us, parents involved are being socialized, <laughs> That you know, we're all being socialized. And the thing about, we don't even speak about the negative things, the negative socialization that your kids actually go through, right? In school, that's another topic for another thing. Sometimes children have to be unsocialized, literally from the bad habits and things that they've learned. Um, and so here's an opportunity to actually set, you know, when trees are growing and they're very, very young, if you, if you, if you don't, you know, people tie these, um, I don't know what they call them. They tie rope on when the tree is growing to make sure that it, yes. Yeah. So, you know, and, and some people say, oh, you must put your children out there. How else are they going to learn about life if you don't put them out there? I'm like, um, but we are growing, we are growing trees. We're growing oaks here, right? We don't have a short-term view in mind. Things have their place. That tree eventually does need to be able to withstand the winds that blow it. For now, we're trying to secure a posture, right? We're trying to create backbone in a person and that is the opportunity you have homeschooling you're creating a really solid foundation well-grounded well-rooted and yes then you can be outside with the elements and guess what that tree's standing yes <laughs> that yes. tree is all over all so Use every opportunity around you. Don't the 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 practical thing about it is also be on the lookout for opportunities around you, and you have to have the eyes to see them. Um, we used to have um, when my kids were very young. My my daughter loved um, needlework and sewing. She went into the space where she wanted to sew. She wanted to sew her dolls' clothing. She wanted to sew everything left, right, and center. Um, and it's because her grandma sews and her mom, her poor mom, Clarinda, does not sew to, <laughs> to save a life, right? And I was like, man, what am I going to do to fan this flame? But there was a lady in our church, an old lady, Auntie Carol, I won't forget, and she she loved sewing. So I, I phoned Auntie Carol, I said, Auntie Carol, every now and then, can I just bring Kendra here so that she can... She can just watch you sew. You can teach her a few things. Auntie Carol, of course. And we used to spend our Fridays with Auntie Carol, right? And an old lady, um, I mean, so much wisdom coming out of her. My daughter was able to sit in the presence of someone, right, with life experience and literally just absorb not just sewing lessons, but just this, this, you know, this love for beautiful things, right? And so, see, I spotted that and I found someone in an environment that was good and healthy and I placed my child there. Do you think Auntie Carol taught her just sewing? No, Auntie Carol and who she was, I mean, she is the most, talk about etiquette and just grace, graceful old lady, right? right. I put, she she put a picture in my daughter's mind of not just sewing, but what it is to be a woman, a lady, you know, that's socialization. That's literally socialization. Absolutely. So you see these things 
Don't just see superficial things as, as socialization. It's not. It's shallow. It's temporary. It does not it does not shape you in a good way, in a long-lasting way. But these things where you have meaningful engagements with people, rich learning from people who are good and wise that you can surround yourself, your children with, that's what you want to be looking for. And I promise you, I, you know what? Things like, oh, the child doesn't look up when he's talking to 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 adults. Listen, you find that in whether the child is the school going age or, or not, yeah. <laughs> every day find it. There's always a child who's very shy and does this. Eh, yes, auntie, you know. <laughs> but that child, if you if you are able to teach them that actually. I don't need you to be the bravest in the room. I don't need you to to be outside of your 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 natural introverted self. I just need you to honor people, please. And you can do that whether you're shy or not. You can honor people. That's what we're doing. We're not asking you to be brave and whatever. We're asking you to look people in the eye because you know what? If Jesus walked into the room, he would look you in the eye, right? And so that's what we want to model and shape. And and that's that. I mean, for me, that's. All the other things can be very, um, it can seem like you must go from activity to activity, but at the heart of it, that's what the practical thing looks like when you try to nurture your child in this way. Thank you so much. You have dropped so many gems. I feel like we could just stop here, <laughs> but I have some more questions for you. <laughs> no, this, this is really good. You know, talking a rock. Valuing people and honoring people. It just reminds me of a verse, Colossians 3.23, which says, whatever you do, work at it as unto the Lord. So even in what you know we call socialization, first of all, we really defined what it really is for us, which is important. And then you've shown us how to go about it. So parents, over to you. Arinda has shown us all the rules, so now it's it's up to us to do this, right? It's up to us to be very conscious of this, to be aware and to help our children along in this way so that they can be truly um, remarkable human beings, not just um, so many of the shallow, 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 ah, shallow people we see around these days. So let's switch a little bit. Okay, for our last few questions, um, I'd like to put I'd like you to tell us it was 10 years or once late. Uh, that's no joke. So what would you say the benefits of homeschooling have been to your family in particular? You can share two or three things with us. Um, and then I'll I'll have a couple of questions for you after that. Yeah. Like I said in the beginning, um, we set out and discovered so many benefits um, that kind of overshadowed all the concerns and fears, <clears throat> excuse me, that that we had in the beginning. And it's been a gift because, yes, for our child who needed a different approach, a different, a unique, um, not a cookie cut system, something that took into consideration what his strengths were and something that actually had the grace and patience to help navigate him through the things the is it he needed to grow in what a gift what a gift to actually 
have that, um, not being dragged along, but actually nurtured. I think that's the one big benefit. And of course, your I our family life. Um, yeah. I think was one of those. I think the grace and wisdom of God is that sometimes you think that you know what's important. Yes, the academics of my children are important. Um, but our family life, our, the quality of the family that we are becoming has had a lot to do with our homeschooling journey. Why? Why? Because we've had, we've had the opportunity to focus on the things that will make our homeschooling work, right? <laughs> you, you know, you, you, often you go to school and you don't see your child. You don't see how they are unfolding. You don't notice the habits that are forming. We've been able to actually form healthy habits because we really needed those habits to undergird our homeschooling journey, right? So we've become a reading family. We love to read. We've become a family that talk around the table. We can talk about so many things until the cows come. <laughs> um, so the of our relationships and the beauty of how Listen, we're spending so much time together and sometimes we irritate one another. People are tired, people are complaining, but you can see the the closeness that this has done for us as a family. And and then the the one big broad area for me is just um the the flexibility of our how we use our time. Um, time, life is fast, eh? Life is fast. Before you blink, people are turning 16 and you're like, you were born the day. You know, where is the time? So, you know what? The gift of time. No one, you know, no one is lying in their deathbed one day and they say, oh, I wish that this had gone faster. This, you know, uh, everybody is always wishing for more time. And for me, Homeschooling has been a gift of time in creating memories with my children. When you're there, when someone grasps, is reading for the first time and everybody, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and you, you're rejoicing over things and you, you, you have the gift of memories together. And that no, no money can buy, no fancy school can give it to you. And the, the, and, just a treasure of of having the gift of time and and I would say also this is not usually this is not a good reason to homeschool honestly financial reasons is not a, a reason to homeschool it shouldn't be your primary reason because you want to um, save up on save money don't don't homeschool because because of that but I have to add it because um, some people think that homeschooling is a luxury for um you know, people who, it's a luxury. There are some people think that homeschooling is a luxury. But for, for us, we've seen how it's been the wisdom of God for our lives, for us as a family, so that the resources that God has blessed us with, we can actually make decisions, quality decisions, and not just throw them in an insurance policy somewhere, hope and cross our fingers and hope for the best. We actually are practicing stewardship of our finances in our homeschooling because we put money where our where it it directly benefits our children, <laughs> right? Mm. Our 
it's all not great. And so the stewardship of our finances means that, listen, we can save for a rainy day because not all of our money is going into buying that fancy uniform and paying for the the the, the tennis court that we don't use, etc. The money is going directly where it's needed. And so it's 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 been a gift for us that way. Um and I love that. And and I want to say that for families, you know what, in, in South Africa there are a lot of homeschoolers homeschooling now. And South Africa has got we've got Indians um, white Caucasian people, we've got um, mixed race people, and we've got black families homeschooling as well. And and in particular, I want to say this to a lot of black families who are coming up, right? They, they've had the opportunities that their fathers and mothers didn't have. And finally, they're making something for themselves, right? They, they're doing things. They, they've, they want to build a legacy for their kids. If all your money goes into that fancy private school, right? Um, all of it is going there. Um, you have to think about the long term. You really do want to think about the long term. In the end, are you able to have the freedom to build that legacy that you want for your children? Mm-hmm. Or are you just part of a system that's telling you, give us your money, give us your kids, and at the same time, we can't give you any guarantees, right? So we 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 have the opportunity to invest in our children. Uh, I don't know about some people listening here, but I really honor my parents for the sacrifices that they made, right? You know, if you grew up in Africa, education is a big deal for parents, right? Yeah. They they will they will work hard for the best, right? What I have discovered in homeschooling is you are not shortcutting that I want the best thing that is instinctively in every parent, right? We're not saying come home and do nothing and wish for the best. No, you actually can have a quality education without eating toast every day or without being so disconnected from your children because you are chasing the career and climbing that ladder, right? Or trying to earn the, the money. Of it all. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. You money and you lose your children. You'd earn the money and you lose your children. What legacy are we then leaving behind? I feel that it's like a passing of a baton, right? Uh, uh, my, my husband's family and my family would had nothing they it's a miracle the things that people have been able to do to give us the opportunity that we now have now we are making certain choices here we are making choices about yes we want to be faithful with the work that god puts into our hands but can we do it in a way that we don't lose our family and can we build something else can we build a a different foundation where in africa we get to see healthy family life actually along with because we know we can work and uh, along with the hard work and all of that can we build healthy families because this is what societies are made of this is what communities are built of, and this is what healthy nations are built from so the yeah. vision is not just you know if you homeschool your children you don't care about you do care about their education but you're being invited to build something else here. You're being invited to build your family. 
And this is something that is worth the sacrifice. Um, and so th- my encouragement is, listen, can we, can we, there's so many benefits waiting for you beyond that one year when you try it. That one year will reveal something to you that you would not have discovered had you not taken that step. Your second year will reveal another year. And then 10 years in, you say, thank you, Jesus. I'm so (laughs) grateful. I know I came in kicking and screaming, but I see it so. You hit so many gems in, in this journey for me. Thank you. Thank you for the growth. Thank you for the learning of patience that I had to thank you for the staying on my knees. And even now, 10 years in, I'm still saying to God, okay, you're taking us through the finish. We, you, you're still with us. Hey, we, we are living in dependency. We haven't arrived. We haven't finished. So I'm not here saying, oh, we've got to figure out. No, but we are building something and it's worth building. Um, and it's worth it. It's the benefits far away the sacrifices um, in the journey. Wow. Wow. That's excellent advice. And I, and I, I think that you've even touched a little bit on the, the two other questions that I had for you, especially, especially encouraging um, the parents who, who are considering it. We'll have to wrap up here, but we will continue this conversation in our next episode. So do join us then. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast.